Hello and welcome to another edition of the First and Orange Broncos podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. It's Houston week, Ryan. We're back at home. The Broncos at mile high. They're three and five. How are you feeling? How, how, how are you doing on this uh, the, the, this beautiful Thursday afternoon? Or is it Friday? Friday See, I can't, Friday. I can't even tell which day it is. Well, uh, I agree. It's good to be back home. Yeah. Uh, when we had, uh, we've traveled four out of the last six weeks and a couple East Coasters. Um, the Broncos... Uh, should be glad to be playing in their home stadium because uh, they need a win and they've lost two in a row at home. You know, they take pride in that home field advantage. And uh, this is an opponent that they're favored to beat by, you know, it's a small spread, like point, point and a half, but they should feel good about certain aspects of this matchup. Yeah, so this has been sort of a, a whirlwind of events for the Broncos, it seems like, over the past couple weeks here with Chad Kelly's exit from the team, Bill Boland's lawsuit. Uh, it just seems like it's something different every single day. But one maybe storyline that we haven't examined, Ryan, is the play of Case Keenum. Here's a guy the Broncos bring in. John Elway is just beaming with pride in that introduction press conference he's our guy he's the one we wanted we got him finally a new era of Broncos football sort of deflated at midseason right I mean beyond the three and five record Keenum has not been what he's been in Minnesota and he's really kind of flashed what he's been previous to that which is a journeyman quarterback who throws quite a few picks has his moments but really isn't sort of this kind of golden boy that a lot of fans and and Elway obviously uh, hope that he would be eight games in well, I think the interceptions are the uh, big surprise because he didn't throw a lot last year. It would have been a shock if he replicated last year's numbers for Case. I mean, that was a dream season. He got a book deal out of it. What else? <laughs> right. What else? Uh, the Not reason bad, is bad, there. Bad. So, um, you know, he throws three picks in the first game, but they win. They moved the ball a lot at will against Seattle in that game outside of the turnovers. But, you know, he 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 looks like a quarterback who hasn't played a lot of football. Which he hasn't. He hasn't started a lot of games. So, you know, I thought one thing John said um, on Tuesday when announcing the Marys Thomas trade was that Bill Musgrave is still trying to figure out what Case does best. To me, that's a cop-out. Uh, you've been together since March. Uh, he's been in the building since April. You know, you should have a, be on the same page in terms of what he's comfortable with. They don't make it as an excuse but it look, I mean, I think that injury to his knee have really impacted him because I think you've seen some glimmers of hope in the last two games in terms of extending the play, leaving the pocket, scrambling for a first down. Those are the types of things I thought I'd see from him from week one. And you know, he probably was pressing early in the year trying to live up that contract. Uh, but, you know, he threw a bad interception on a flea flicker against Kansas City. Those plays he has to eliminate or at least tone down because – the Broncos had some kind of momentum going, even though they're trailing, and that basically cost them a chance to maybe even tie the score with a with a score stop score sequence. So, if if I'm the Broncos, you know I could shape this offense to what Keenum does well over these last eight games. If I'm Case, I'm looking at these last eight games, saying, hey, I got eight more chances to show John Elway that I should be the guy week one, 2019. Ryan, I'll be writing about Keenum for Sunday, and and you provided me some pretty good stats just kind of showcasing the highs and lows of this guy through some of your film study and and some of these stat services. 
here's my biggest indictment, I think, so far with Keenum. This is an offense that is third in the league with 33 20-plus yard receptions. But when they get in the red zone, Keenum's been dreadful. He's got a 49.3 passer rating. So to me, that's a sign of an offense that can move the ball but can't do anything with it when it has to. This is where the Broncos struggled a year ago, and we've talked about it before. But, I mean, is that maybe the biggest problem with Keenum, you know, when you see these close losses, one touchdown, 10 points? The Broncos need to get seven, and they just have not been able to at a consistent rate. Yeah, he had no red zone interceptions last year. You know, he's got, I think he leads the league this year uh, in that category. What I point to the red zone problems is, outside of the 20, they're running the ball really well. Things get bogged down for them in the red zone. So, okay, all of a sudden, first and 10 from the 17 becomes second and 11 from the 18. Well, then you sort of got to throw. Okay, that becomes maybe third and 11 from the 18. Pass rush can tee off. This offensive line has been banged up and ineffective at times. So, that said... You know, he has to make uh, better decisions in the red zone. And I think that comes down to using his athleticism. You know, on second and 10, if something's not there, scramble for four or five yards, set up a manageable third down. And we've seen him do that. At yeah, at the last couple of weeks he has. And also, you know, some of these sacks are pinned on him. I mean, he's, he's, he's drifting into pressure. He's holding the ball too long. You know, on first and 10, throw it away instead of taking a sack, then you're second and 10 instead of second and 17. So I think that's where the decision-making comes in. And, you know, maybe use a Philip Lindsay in a little bit different way, maybe as a receiver in the red zone. Royce Freeman's out, so that limits your options as like a power running back. So, uh, you know, this team is this team's defense is not playing well enough for an offense to settle for field goals instead of touchdowns. Yeah. They need to score touchdowns in the red zone. Ryan, one more quick hit on Keenum, something I wanted to get your opinion about. Bill Musgrave yesterday, I asked him, all right, what's something that Keenum has done well or improved at during his eight games in Denver? He pointed to his ability to get the Broncos in the right run sets and identifying defenses. Denver leads the league with 5.3 yards a carry. I don't know. Does Keenum deserve more credit than, than maybe what people would assume in that? Is that Musgrave sort of putting some, some lipstick on a pig? How, how do you look at that? Yeah, I think it's a straw grasp. Um, you know, part of the quarterback's job is to get you in, in, the, in the right play. But I'll flip it to the other side. First drive last week, they had a third and four uh, in their own territory. Five-man box for Kansas City. Case clearly checked into a run. Booker got three yards. I like that check. Uh, you know, if it's second and five, that's a great call. Uh, but, you know, I think it's Bill trying to say, hey, you know, he's my guy right now. <laughs> right, you know, right. we got to play him. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a it's – it's good insight, but uh, it's not probably not something fans want to hear. Right, right. So just to make this podcast not a complete Case Keenum roast session, let's let's hit on three quick uh, storylines here, Ryan. Uh, three things that I'm kind of looking forward to this game. Uh, Sua Craven's coming back at safety. Uh, we're recording this before the Broncos activate him, but we expect that to happen soon. Uh, impact on this game, Broncos secondary kind of beat up. Is, is, is this a big move for them? Yeah, and... Bradley Roby's injury creates some options. I mean, do you go four safeties and two corners and dime? Uh, Darian Stewart not expected to play. He's missed practice the whole week. So can you go Simmons, Parks, Cravens, maybe uh, Demonte Thomas with uh, Tremaine Brock and Chris Harris? Somebody's going to have to cover the slot receiver if you have Chris Harris following DeAndre Hopkins around. So 
at the very least, I would expect Sue to play a uh, a you know sort of a nickel safety. I think that could be one wrinkle where they play three safeties and two corners, put Sue on the slot receiver. I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I thought he was great in that preseason game, albeit against Arizona backups. Then the knee flared up. Let's see. Let's see if they manage his playing time a little bit. Say, hey, let's get your feet wet. Then you go into the bye. You have two weeks to really get back to full strength. I think that could be another consideration. Another week, another dynamic young quarterback the Broncos are facing. What do you like about Deshaun Watson? Had five touchdowns last week, no interceptions uh, against the Dolphins. They've won five in a row. Is he as good as some of the other young passers we've seen? I know he's coming off injury, so maybe you, you grade him on an adjusted scale. What do you like about Watson? I think he's good. I mean, I think he's a pocket passer. He doesn't, you know, he's like Mahomes. I think he looks to, to extend the play to throw, not to run. You know, if the Broncos would have played Houston in week one or two, you say, okay, they probably have an advantage because, you know, Deshaun was coming off that ACL. But his completion percentage keeps getting higher. Uh, he's going to Hopkins a lot, which is a smart move. And I'm sure he'll get Demarius Thomas integrated. You know, one thing for the Bronco defense, this Texans offensive line has allowed 26 sacks this year. Uh, they've had two seven-sack games allowed. Um, if the Broncos, you know, if you can contain Lamar Miller on first down, then you can see if you can you know, really get that pass rush going because there should be some matchups that they like. You mentioned Demarius Thomas earlier. Uh, for our listeners who haven't been checking in with the podcast recently, we had a whole pod talking about the DT situation, breaking down a lot of different aspects. But let's hit on him real quick, something I wanted to get to, Ryan, that's been a topic uh, with players and coaches this week. Uh, a guy who was not here for the installation of this game plan, but DT is a guy who's been in this building long enough to know a lot about this Broncos team. How much concern exists and how much change has to be made to make sure that DT isn't uh, spilling some insider secrets in ways where the Broncos might be vulnerable? Well, I think I think if you're Bill O'Brien, you got to say, hey, what's my concentration this week? Is it getting, T- is, is, is it getting DT up to speed with our game plan? Or is it uh, mining him for hints yeah, about what right. Denver could do? I think the, where the areas where he can maybe help them is, you know, what what are what are the Broncos' bread and butter plays like on third down? You know, what do they like to do with red zone? I I would agree with Vance Joseph on Wednesday saying, hey, you know, we have a new game plan each week, but. Uh, I think if the Texans are smart, they're probably just worrying about getting Demarius Thomas to help the Houston offense instead of spending a lot of time uh, giving clues about what Denver's going to do. Yeah, going to be weird seeing DT uh, in a Texans uniform. Uh, one of many things we'll be watching Sunday afternoon at Mile High. Uh, let's end this thing with some predictions, Ryan. Uh, we've been pretty good so far this year. Uh, this one is a bit of a toss-up. I know we've got some uh, conflicting uh, predictions coming up here. You pick the Broncos to win. Give me your score and, and tell me why. I try to remember what the score was. Uh, it was at least 27-23 ish. Uh, I think this uh, going into the bye. I mean, an under reported storyline, and we're guilty of this because there's so much other crap going on. Season's on the line. Yeah. You know, if this team goes into the bye at uh, you know three and six, then this then you start circling again. What's you know Vance's future crystallizes a little bit. You start taking a look at some other players. Um, so I think the Broncos will come out. They'll play well and they'll win going into the bye. One thing is watch is J.J. Watt. All of his sacks this year have come rushing uh, against the right side of an offensive line. Jared Valdir coming off injury, uh, missed four straight games, expected to start right tackle again. 
that's going to be a test for him uh, going against Watt. Gotcha. I'll go on the flip side of the coin. I will take the Texans 30-28. to 28. Uh, I think I mentioned in my analysis, uh, I see this being maybe a late field goal winner for Houston. This is just a Broncos team that hasn't shown any kind of killer instinct. And the wins that they do have are so poor at this point with how bad Oakland is, how bad the Cardinals are. Seahawks game is the opening game of the season. Kind of flukish, anything can happen. I just need to see it kind of, you know, with my own eyes that they can play a team with a real talented, talented offense and beat them. I just haven't seen it yet, Ryan. Well, one of the reasons why I picked the Broncos, because it is all about me, is <laughs> I don't want to enter the bye trailing you and Mark Kizzle that, that is game. true. That is so true. So I sort of, I figure kids would pick the Texans, <laughs> but if the Broncos win, then we'll all go into that's the bye true. at 7-2. Yeah, 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 2. So, okay, that's, so, that's fair. That's my reasoning. <laughs> Forget about the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Ryan having to defend himself there. Understandable. We're all having to make difficult choices in a weird season for these Broncos, uh, especially when we're battling for the predictions title. At the end of the year, we'll let you guys go. On that note, it's been the First and Orange podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to us. Uh, we'll talk in your ear a couple times a week, keeping you up to date with the Broncos. Uh, you can read all of our work at DenverPost.com. And, of course, pick us up every day in the Denver Post, and we will see you guys next time.